Welcome back to the Learning Reinvented podcast brought to you by myself, James Politilo. And Katie Godden from The Learning Effect. There are lots of learning podcasts out there, so we wanted to do something slightly different. This week is the third part of our Selecting Learning Tech series. Lots has changed over the last year, which includes how learning is delivered in organisations. Selecting the right learning technology for your business is part of creating a great learning culture. On this episode, we'll be talking about how you can implement and embed your new system and get true engagement. I think if we look back to the last two episodes, what we've covered is how people get to select what they want and they're now getting to the stage where they're ready to put that in. And even though those bits are really hard work, this is really where the hard work starts because you can buy the best system in the world, but if you don't get it properly embedded and accepted by your business, you're not really gonna go anywhere with that. So thinking about where you might start with that, what have you done in your previous projects, Katie? I think it's um, when you're about to implement something, it's, it's good to kind of go and reflect on what why you're doing the project in the first place. So that's what we've talked about in the previous podcast as well. Um, and remembering why you're doing that and kind of regroup a little bit and then actually start defining what you're going to do and maybe have like a phased approach to implementation because you might not want to do everything on a launch. Um, so it's, it's looking at those bits as well. Yeah, I think it's really important to think that this is a key milestone in your overall project. But in effect, you're really starting a new project because when you're in that discovery phase and you're seeing demos of systems and maybe you're having focus groups, you're engaging with lots of stakeholders across the business. You're maybe seeing four, five, even more systems with different ways of doing the same things. People may have put forward their ideas or their suggestions as to how something will work. But obviously at this stage in the project, you're moving on to do something that's defined. So some of those ideas won't happen because they're out of scope or some of those things you've seen in the system on a different demo aren't going to be part of what you're doing. So I think it's really important to redraw where you are and get everyone back on the same page. Also, there have been, depending how long that's taken, some people have been closely engaged in this day to day. Other people might have been in one or two meetings, one or two demos. So I think it's about really thinking about who you need to take on the journey for the next stage of the project. Otherwise, it's going to be really hard to get that momentum, get the support and get that resource and time from people to make it a success. Yeah, it's really, really important to get the buy-in from your stakeholders, isn't it? Because without that, um, you're not able to take those people on that journey. And then I don't think the the project will be as successful as whether, as compared to when you do have those people on that journey with you. I think part of that is really stating what it is that you're trying to achieve. So why are you putting in this new system or changing or adding to your learning tech stack or refining or changing it or whatever you're doing? And having that understanding of what you're doing and what you're trying to achieve should therefore set how you're going to measure or monitor success on that journey towards achieving what it is you're trying to do. And that starts to set what's the success criteria for your project, because it's really easy at the start of one of these projects to get into it and just worry about getting the system in and getting people using it because that often is what people are concerned about because you've made an investment, you know, you've got people on board, you're, you've maybe bought into the sales pitch of, of the supplier about great use cases from other companies. And so I think it's really thinking about 
what good engagement or good success looks like for your business? Yeah, it's really easy to understand engagement as kind of like just people logging in. Um, but that's not actually true engagement because that's not the reason why you purchase the system in the first place. Hopefully you've purchased a system in the first place to actually overcome a, a problem that your business is facing as opposed to just getting lots of people logging in. So you need to kind of really kind of drill down into that and understand why you've done it in the first place and what your kind of KPIs are and what you want to pull out um, as good data as opposed to just how many people have logged in every day. And I think it links into where your general maturity is of evaluation of learning because you might still be evaluating face to face or different types of programs by number of people who attend, number of hours training, number of courses people go on or, you know, reactionaires and happy sheets. If you think you flip that into the digital world and the equivalent is number of courses or bits of content people have looked at, number of times people log into the system, they're similar lead metrics that aren't really telling you anything about the impact to, to your business. So you should be thinking back to that use case. Is your use case about we are putting in a new system because we want to foster innovation in our company or we want to share best practice across our sales team or we want to ensure that onboarding is quicker or we lose less people during onboarding, whatever it happens to be. If you get back to what it is you're trying to solve, you can therefore start to think about what are the usage behaviours, what are the measures, how will you know if you're starting to achieve those things and build that into your project as well. Yeah, and they're different for all different organisations. Like you said, it's kind of going back to that use case as well. So it's not one size fits all about what you're looking to engage with, because like you said, it could be the onboarding part, but for other people it might not be. Um, so that's fine. But I think it's understanding how to do that as well um, and actually getting the right results out of it. I think a lot of this is about managing expectations and deciding exactly why it is that you're on that journey. and. If you're selling into the business or the business are understanding what you're trying to achieve and your stakeholders are following you along the way and you talked about phases of a project, you're not necessarily doing or achieving everything on day one or in month one. You might build up over time. You might have a pilot area you launch to or whatever your approach is, but it's getting that understanding of that project what you're trying to achieve and the phases that you're going to go to and then who do you need engaged across the business so that this project happens across the organisation, not just in a learning team. As much as you don't want to just count numbers of, of getting people logged in, you do want people to use it. And, and to begin with, when you're first launching a project, it might be that they stumble across something. So like obviously you're launching it, you're taking it on, taking people on that journey, you're telling people about it. But then if people are actually logging in, using it for themselves, and then they're, they're understanding why it's important for them to use it too. Um, so to begin with, you might use different examples. So you could have... Um, a competition to log in and perhaps, I don't know, upload a profile picture or um, find a particular piece of content. And that's how you're getting kind of like that level of engagement to begin with. And that's when people can really start to see why it's important for them to be using something like that. I think with any project, not just learning projects, it's about getting this 
into the business and not just sitting in a silo within a learning team or feeling like an, an initiative from a learning team. If we're looking at how you do that, who would you generally engage across a business if you're trying to take someone on that journey or make sure this doesn't sit as a as a siloed product or a siloed bit of tech? I don't think you should force it onto people that aren't perhaps kind of with you on that journey, but it's always really good to find the people that are quite tech focused or really interested to begin with because they can kind of be your your SMEs as such and then like if you've got I don't know regional managers you might pick one or two to begin with they can then pilot that demo that and then their peer group are looking at it and going look they're doing that I kind of I'm missing out on something so I want to then go along with it as well so that's what I found useful instead of just pushing everyone to go onto it and use something that they're not familiar with or that they don't necessarily like um, that's been really useful for me in the past. I think it's also about bringing in the functional teams and those other support teams that you'll need, whether that's an internal comms team or whether that's your IT team, or there might be lots of other teams, or like you said, an operational team, the people are actually going to be managing your learners because you might have the best product out there, but if your HR teams or your operational teams aren't buying into where this fits in the overall way of working of the organisation. It's going to be really hard to gain the level of traction you need to deliver the business results that you need as well. And I think linking it back with those stakeholders so that they can see this is where this fits. This is how this is going to help my people do their job better, or this is how it's going to help me as an individual achieve more in my role is critical. And you can't do that without bringing people along the way and you need those advocates, those people who are willing, as you've said, those pioneers, those managers who's, who are going to trial it, who are going to advocate it, who are going to share the good results that their teams have seen. So I think it's that wider coalition that you'd need along the way. I think it's really important to have those people, not just for the kind of launch of it and getting people used to using a system as well. It's really important in the, the content side of things too. So you could have the greatest system ever, but content makes that because that that's what's driving people to go onto there, right? Because that's creating the purpose for it. Um, and if you've got those people um, or people's peer groups, et cetera, kind of whether they're uploading content or they're appearing in those videos, that's a lot more powerful than having that just from like your siloed L&D teams or your HR teams as well. I think it's also stepping back and looking at if you're putting in learning tech that's doing something beyond just measuring annual compliance training or pushing out a small subsection of content to some people across your business. You might be wanting to put out something that's more social or something that's giving more regular content or keeping people up to date on products or letting people know about skills they should be developing. There's lots of different things that are happening out there. But if you're going to do anything that is beyond that very basic learning case that we sort of are used to from 10, 15 years ago, what you need to think about is this is not just a one-off project. You do not just flip your learning system in, put content in, launch it, and that's it. You need people who are going to build on this, evolve it, grow it, feedback, try things, test, learn, develop and and drive that continual engagement with the right things for your system and for your business. And I think too often you see people get in an interim project manager or 
make it you know someone's project and then as soon as that finishes they're on to a different project so their focus is gone and maybe it's then passed down to someone junior in the team to administer the system and there's no real ownership or leadership or building it into the strategy of what you're trying to do to help your business perform and to help your learners develop and enhance their skills so it really is looking at it as a stage in the journey so this implementation is that but it's that ongoing development as well and not trying to just do everything in the first six months or hiring in that six month system implementation person and then they swan off into the distance and you're left thinking what's this how do we make it work who owns it and it gets forgotten or it disappears or it doesn't deliver what you originally intended I think that goes back to the importance of actually doing this successfully and actually implementing and embedding the system because we've seen more often than not the great implementation stories and kind of everyone goes off with a big bang and then that's about it and it kind of drops off and you don't really hear from those those people again um but it's the the organizations that are successfully embedding their systems and making that part of like business as usual or such that is part of a system that's how people are learning that's how people are communicating that's a really important bit to do because otherwise like you said after six months that will just drop off and it's just going to become a stagnant system in the background and no one's going to be using it I think another important thing to think about is that you are going to have problems along the way not everything's going to be perfect straight away some things that you thought in your project meetings would really take off don't and things that you didn't expect to work come from people using the system or become you know later on down the line so it's keeping that open engagement keeping using that data and tracking of the system to build your and enhance the engagement the experience the outcomes that you're looking for and one of the things i found really really useful is to take feedback and make that feedback happen because what people will be used to is a fairly stagnant system that doesn't move and actually getting them to understand that this is maybe a new way of doing things is to be able to react to that feedback take in suggestions adapt make people feel like they have some ownership and some ability to shape what they're doing as well and i think that can really help people to see that this is something different to what you've done before yeah, for sure. I think like something that I've done in the past is create a feedback area so you can actually allow people to give you their feedback and it's instant and you can see it. And then obviously those changes that you are making, if they relate back to people's feedback, they then they then feel more bought into the system, which is really powerful rather than just doing stuff for the sake of doing it or what what you think is right, because ultimately they're your customers and they're the ones using it day in, day out. And I think making this part of people's lives will make it add value to what they're trying to achieve. Because, you know, if you're sat in a project bubble looking out and going, this is the most important project in, in the company or it's my most important project in my job. Well, actually, your end users, your learners, those people within a system have got 101 other priorities. So it's about really taking that time to understand your different types of people using the system how are they using that to enhance their job and where best possible get them to advocate how this is helping them so that others can see it coming from their peers not just the central hr or lnd team or someone telling them this is great for them but actually if a salesperson can see at that person has got you know a five percent uplift in their sales and that's down to 
the fact they've got better product knowledge or they've got better at handling objections because of whatever it happens to be. So I think it's helping people see this as being useful to them, not just something they have to do. And that can be quite hard if you've come from a more of a tick box mentality to training of trying to get people into that different mindset. And you have to work at engagement right across the piece because that might be with your senior leaders, your first line managers, the learners themselves. So there's lots of different things to consider about making this change that you're trying to do embed and have that impact. I think you're always going to get, no matter what type of project that you're doing, whether it's learning or anything else, you're always going to get resistance from some some people down the line. Like not everyone's going to like it, but it, it's just kind of aiming at the whole and like knowing your audience and making sure you're getting the ones um, that, that will buy into it to buy into it as well. And I think in terms of, you know, last messages and to sum up what we've covered across the series is really each of these things are an individual journey for an individual business because there is no one right system for every business. There is not no one right learning culture for every business. There is no one right set of content or one right team structure or way of approaching learning. So it's really following that process we've had across a series of what are you trying to achieve as a business? really going out there and interrogating what structure you need, not just the system, but everything else around it to achieve that. How are you going to measure and adapt your approach? And over time, how are you going to make sure that that is adding benefit back to your business and helping achieve the results that you set out to? And of course, along that journey, the world's going to change. Your business is going to have new requirements. And how do you continue to adapt and change as you go on that journey? I think that's the beauty of systems nowadays that they they do give you that level of flexibility because you've got things in the cloud it's not on a, a server anywhere you can change quite quickly but you have to be willing to want to do that as well and and remember that when you launch it it's not necessarily going to be perfect and that's fine and thinking about changing your learning tech shouldn't be something that you're scared about but it is something that you should enter with your eyes wide open it's not something that you can just do as a one-off project or on the side of your job. You actually really need to properly immerse yourself in it because if you're going to realise those benefits for your business, for your users, and really transform how you do things, you've got to think about that, show your creativity, approach each problem, not just take a cut and paste version of what another company is doing. So it's a real opportunity for you to show the value you can add back to your business. Yeah, definitely. Completely agree. Thank you for listening to this episode. This was the third in our series on selecting learning tech. If you want to listen to the other episodes, you can find them online. And remember, if you're selecting learning tech at the moment or about to implement a new system, you don't have to do it on your own. The Learning Effect are here to help you, so get in touch today. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Learning Reinvented podcast. We hope you enjoyed it. You can register to join the Learning Effect community. The link to do so is in the show notes below. If you've not already done so, please follow our podcast. And if the Learning Effect can help you and your organisation, please do get in touch. You can find both James and Katie on LinkedIn and our contact details are in the show notes below.